OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. There is not a better excitement. There's the spirit in the game. A college baseball is really powerful because when you, if you get this place packed, when they start going boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boom, and all of a sudden that old that old uh, pitcher butt puckers like that, you know, that that's that's spirit, man. You know, that's what it's really about. Oh, a little looky here from Skip Johnson. Huh? Yeah, that's a heck of a thing to say after that clip. But, yes, yeah, he's uh, had a nice week on the recruiting trail, seemingly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who would have thunk the the baseball program would uh, be a key contributor to football recruiting? And, boy, gauging from the text messages, we need all the help we can get, right? Uh, Skip Johnson's the best football recruiter we have on staff right now yeah uh parker and i started the k ref recruiter of the month uh, a couple of months ago so far emmett jones has won every single k ref recruiter of the month is skip johnson in line for k ref recruiter of the month well if they get taylor tatum by the time that july gets here along with james nesta i tell you that guy's gonna have a pretty good claim to it he's gonna have a pretty good shot at it he will be in the conversation and I, I also, hope it happens for him. I was listening to Locked In, and it sounds like uh, on the text line that Emmett Jones gets recruiter of the month for Texas Tech by leaving, <laughs> right? Yeah. As soon as he's gone, they get their best yeah. wide receiver in. We opened up the show today talking about, wow, okay, yeah, it feels like OU's got some real recruiting momentum right now. really feels like it's trending that way. Oh, how is she, How should we feel about Emmett Jones now that Tex may be about to get a five-star wide receiver? What does that say about him? Just so brilliant. Can't always be positive. It just can't can't always be that way. It is looking good out there, though, right? There's starting to be some. If you get the uh, number one running back. Popping. You get the number one running back here soon. Then, yeah, man, Demarco has. Was there some doubt initially when he got to OU? Was he at Arizona one season before? And they had the recruiting class where they came up empty and some people were really starting to say, is this is this made for DeMarco Murray? Is he where he needs to be? I I think all the doubters surely by now have shut up on DeMarco Murray because he's been dude. He's been everything you could have hoped for. And I think I think even more, man. I think he's been fantastic since he's gotten here. Oh, yeah, he has. And. You know, I remember all the complaints, and I'll, I remember what I said then, and I'll keep saying the same thing now. Whenever he started, it took like two years before he was able, ever able to go out on the road and actually see kids, go in their house, uh, stop by their high school, talk to their coaches. Everything else was, you know, over the phone or through Zoom because of all the COVID stuff. So now that he's able to, to get out there and do some things, you're seeing uh, seeing all the rewards start to come through, and I think it's going to continue to be that way because you know obviously the Demarco Murray, no one around here 
has to be reminded of how good of a football player he was, right? So They shouldn't have to. I, shouldn't be an issue. Like the natural thing is to think, oh, man, because of that, he's going to be a good recruiter. I'm just – I'm going to tell you right now, DeMarco Murray, the way that he works a room, the way that, you know, he interacts with people, I'm telling you right now that he would be great at this had he never even played football or or become famous, uh, you know, super famous, I guess, what, however you want to classify whatever what he is. He's just great at it. He He knows the game, obviously, but the way that he – He's, it's a rarity to see someone that communicates and and talks talks guys up, talks former players, works the room talking to parents. You know, he he's, he's a natural that, at it. Yeah, he's naturally yeah, he's, gifted at this. You know, there's a lot of guys that, I no matter what your personality is, I, you can't talk to an 18 year old and be cool. And talk to a 60-year-old and be cool. Like, it's hard. You have to kind of fit into one group or another. But DeMarco, he he can talk to absolutely anyone, man. It's it's something to watch. Tell me uh, tell me if you agree with this. You've had more interactions with him than I have. And i, I kind of seen him, you know, in his natural element more than I have as well. But he feels like more of a new school name just because of how recent he was playing at a high level in the NFL, you know. Mm-hmm. But he feels like, especially when it comes to recruiting, and I think coaching as well, he's got kind of an old-school approach to things. Yeah. You know, like he is a very, seems to me, a, a pretty no-nonsense type of guy. Tough. He, he's tough. He's no-nonsense. He is He's one of the coaches that, I, for, for example, at training camp, um, I, I walked up to one of the practices at training camp. The running backs are going through some of the uh, like pre-stretch drills, like so. It's just it's kind of warm-up type of drills that they're going through. And you know, I'm kind of walking by, and he, you know, stops coaching for a minute, walks over, shakes my hand, is kind of talking about how well you know practice is gone and what you know, just fully engaging. It's not me trying to pry stuff out of him. He's just, you know, chatting it up. And then he goes from being, like, the super nice guy to, like, the instant full, full-fledged coach as he catches something out of the corner of his eye and starts ripping, like, three or four of the running backs over there. You know what nice. I'm saying? It's like oh, yeah. he, he, can, he, can, he can wear several hats at the same time. Reese in San Antonio on the text line says, is DeMarco a future head coach? And with everything yes. that we just said – I, I think it's his decision. If he wants to be, absolutely well, yes is the answer to that. I say, I say yes with that exact caveat. I, he is fully capable of it. He is, uh, you know, he, he knows the football end of it. He, he knows the recruiting end of it. Like, I don't know that how much he's been involved with the, with the political side of it because there is a very political side of it as well dealing with the university and all the stuff that goes on there. Um, I say yes, absolutely, but I don't know that he wants that headache, you know. I, that's a – I think he I think he loves being around the game. I think he loves being a, a teacher, mentor to, to young running backs. But I also think that he likes being a position coach to where he's got some work-life balance. Yep. 
I don't I don't know and he's got young kids. I don't know I don't know that he he wants wants that headaches, but you know But if he wants if to be you, absolutely if, if he, he wants can. It, somebody would hire absolutely. him for sure. Yes. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, I kind of um, – I didn't go off on Florida State yesterday during the mm. show, but I kind of really turned my nose up at the those guys and what I think yeah. that they're going to be this year and even the next three years when ESPN had them as like the number nine or ten team ranked for the next three years or so. Um, who's overrated nationally? But besides Texas, I, I think that we would both say Texas here. But I would, I would say Florida State, I think they're more of a – Nine and three football team this year, even though they may start off the year fringe top five. Who's overrated nationally? That's getting too much love right now. Hmm. It's kind of hard to say. Um, I think what I think one of the, the the teams, and I say this knowing full well that whenever I say it first, it reeks of bias, but. I think USC, and it's less about how good they are and more about what their schedule looks like. They've got a brutal schedule that is difficult from start to finish. It's going to be very – I know they've got the Heisman Trophy winner coming back. Mostly finish. Um, mostly finish on the difficulty of that schedule. Back half is yeah. where it's really brutal. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I, I think that they are going to have – they. I've said this multiple times, but what they end up last year, 10 and uh, Let's see. They Yeah, I think they finished – well, they lost to Utah, Utah again, and then, and the then did Tulane. So, yeah, 10 yeah. and 3. 10 and 3. Um, I think that if they have the exact same team that went 10 and 3 last year – they might lose five football games this year. At Notre Dame, then Utah, then at Cal, then Washington, then at Oregon, then UCLA. Woo! Yeah, that's yeah. that. That ain't. Uh, that, that's not easy. I, I think there's a they, Arizona's in there too. I think right. Well, right um, before that Notre Dame game, yeah. I mean, it's in L.A., but you know, still Arizona's a, a much improved football team. I, this year in the Pac-12, the Pac-12 is trying to go out with a bang. Uh, this is going to be the best year of Pac-12 football that they've had in a really long time, and it's just so happens going to uh, coincide with their demise. It feels like, but I think I think USC's one of the first ones I go to. Text line: That question is obviously to you as well. Who are you viewing as right now? Is extremely overrated uh, from the 580 Penn State because of James Franklin. Uh, yeah, know, and that I, division too, man. Like, I gotta think. I gotta think. Like, I Ohio State has to feel the pressure. Ryan Day has to feel the pressure. And maybe that doesn't matter if they're not better in the trenches. But I gotta think they feel the pressure. And Ohio State comes out, you know, raring to go. I mean, again, like they were a made field goal away from playing in the national championship game last year. They weren't that far off. Yeah. I, Penn State is. I. Uh, I would typically, you know, it's almost a default answer for me, Penn State. But I actually think with what they got going right now, they may have one of their better years uh, again. They were eleven and two last year, and you know they they're at Ohio State. They got Michigan at home, but outside of those two games, really winnable. Open up with West Virginia, and I guess at Illinois becomes a more difficult game than it's been, but. I don't know. I think I think Penn State's got a chance to be pretty pretty good this year. 
You know, I, I'm not going to say this team, um, but just in terms of how they're viewed now, like how they're viewed now versus how they were viewed six months ago, I think is really different. But I think LSU could be an answer, though I think they're going to be good. There's just so many people that just, oh, yeah, 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 they're the best team in the West. They're going to win the SEC West again. I just don't think it's that slam dunk for LSU. I think Alabama is going to have a lot to say uh, about about LSU just rolling through another SEC West title. I mean, that this is the same LSU team that got skunked at home by Tennessee a year ago and lost at a really bad A&M team at the tail end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Outside of that, man, I don't see a whole lot of teams that I would consider to be overrated. I think most, I think most everyone's kind of in the the right region. Outside of, like I said, USC is one of the the teams that is kind of up there around the top ten that I feel like could lose possibly five games. It's hard to really see that from any of the other other teams that are in that region. Peyton says, I could see Penn State being overrated. People are uh, banking on that quarterback being an all-star difference maker that gets them over the hump of beating Michigan or Ohio State, but they've had plenty of hyped quarterbacks in the past that didn't do anything for them before, including Christian Hackenberg. Uh, Reese in San Antonio says A&M always. Ohio Sooner says Oregon. It's always Oregon. Program that's never won squat but always gets undeserved praise. Here's a Colorado from the 405. Drew from Flower Mound says Penn State. Um, Jay in Tulsa, there's no such thing as, a, as an SEC West anymore, is there? For one more year, there is. This is one the last more. one. Yeah. Yep. 580, Colorado, since you have people Whew. saying Dion could win eight games. I don't think they're saying that anymore about Colorado winning eight games. Yeah, I, I think the hype train has slowed down a little bit on Colorado. Um, I think everyone sees the, yeah, okay, they um, they replaced a bunch of their roster, but who'd they replace those guys with? I mean, maybe it was some type of upgrade, but to expect anything, you know, with them to just be like, where they would ever compete in the Pac-12, I think is yeah. – Here's Outlander. another Colorado from Sooner Seawood. Like, I'm getting a lot of Colorado, a lot of Penn State, a little Tech here and there. I've gotten one Georgia, so it's, it's spread around, but mostly uh, Penn State and Colorado. L- let me get to this text before we hit a break because I-, I got a question for you on what I experienced last night that I just don't hmm. understand. Uh, 310, Tyler, how was the Matchbox 20 concert who opened? So the Matchbox 20 concert last night was great when they sang their hits. But the the problem was is that Matchbox 20 just released a new album. So it was two, you know, noteworthy songs to start, then about an hour of playing their new stuff or unknown stuff, and then they closed out the final 30 minutes or so with their hits, you know? So when they were playing the stuff, the seven, eight songs that everyone knows, it was awesome. But in the middle of that, it was just kind of like, okay, come on. Let's just get to 3 a.m. Come on. Let's just get to 3 a.m. Come on. Let's just do it. Come on. Uh, Hurry up. Hurry up. But the last concert I attended was two years ago, Billy Joel at Fenway. I think that you had been to a concert more recently than that. The people that literally video the entire concert on their phone, 
can you can can you explain that to me? Like, what do they do with the video after the show is over? Do they watch the entire show again on their phone? Do they post every single song on social media? I was just amazed at the number of people that literally videoed the entire one and a half hour concert last night. Yeah, it's just wild to me. It's so it's it's like the it's not new. Uh, I mean, this has gone on really ever since the iPhone came out in 07. It, it's just a it's a it's a weird way to experience anything. And, you know, at the base of it, I get it. This is so cool. I need to record this and show everyone. But it's. 90% of the time, it's only cool in the first person with the, you know, the 360-degree experience of what's happening there that you just can't capture on a cell phone video that you send to your parents. I, it, most of the time, whenever I catch myself doing something like that, or not, not even catch myself doing it, but in hindsight looking at it, all of those stupid things are just saved in my phone. They don't go anywhere. Yeah. I don't go back. I don't go back and reference those on like a daily basis. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I wish it, it, it would look, stop, but it never will. Full disclosure: I am someone that is on my phone way too much. I, I've got to do a better job. Of we that. all are. We all are. Um, and, and and if you wanted to take a short video of like some of the best songs there like yeah that's fine whatever if you want to post them i'm talking about the people that literally the entire time yeah they're taking a selfie of themselves or they're recording every single song even the songs that they don't know i just i don't know is it, kind of maybe not unexpected but still just wild to me well it's one thing if you're up close and it's the rolling stones and you record the whole thing which i don't i'm not trying to slander matchbox 20 but uh, is that really worthy of a four-hour recording? I don't, I don't think so. 405, the fact you admit going to a Matchbox 20 concert is a total embarrassment. Uh, uh, come on. Rocket Sooner. Oh, God. My mother-in-law videos everything and then posts 75-plus photos on Facebook, and I facepalm over and over because why? <laughs> uh, Matchbox 20 is not that bad. If you like live music, that's a fine it's 90s, band to go. It's 90s, man. It's 90s. got plenty of hits. Yeah. When we went home. or I didn't we go see home. Wham! last night, okay? Matchbox right. 20 is not that bad. I, uh, my, my wife saw that you were going, and when I got home last night, she started playing it on the, on the stereo. She's like, God, oh, we should have gone to this. This is great. No, Teddy, that was not your scene last night. I don't know how many people were there, but I don't know how many more people could have fit inside the uh, – uncomfortable confines of the zoo amphitheater last night that that was that was not it may be her scene that was not your scene yeah well i'll i'm living vicariously through you all right quick timeout opening timeout i'm out at jimmy austin today and the scene out here is spectacular we've got the compliance solutions corn fairy championship going on uh watching the guys come through i'm perched out here on the back of the clubhouse so i can see the nine green the 18 green I can see the par three across the way. It's it's really cool. For tickets, go to compliancechampionship.com. And uh, we'll talk with Tyler Woodward a little bit later just to kind of set the scene of what's going on out here and going to be going on throughout the weekend. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
Entrepreneurs and More Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees. the rush on the ref tyler mccomas teddy layman keep the text coming on the knifflemeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 i'm giving you the unique power to name the sb for best team okay uh okay. i don't have the power to hand you that power however that's what we're going to do right now you have the power the nominees are for best team sb coming up next month the Kansas City Chiefs, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. The Denver Nuggets, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Aces, WNBA team, the Georgia Bulldogs football team, the LSU women's hoops team, and your three-time champ, well, seven-time champ, I guess, three-time consecutive champ, the Oklahoma softball team. Huh. Um, it's definitely not the Chiefs. It's definitely not the Denver Nuggets, the Golden Knights, the Aces. Um, it's not Georgia. I'm trying to – do you remember what um, LSU's overall record ended up being? LSU women's – they weren't a number one. Weren't they like a three seed, something like that? So Is if you're right? if you're looking for like an an edge in the regular season, who had the better regular season? I mm-hmm. think um, I mean you, you'd be hard pressed to find a better regular season than OU softball. But yeah, I don't I don't feel like um, I don't feel like LSU was a, was a one seed entering the tournament. Um, yeah, I think I've well, got thirty four only... and two is what they were yeah. overall. Okay, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think they they just lost two games. Um, I, uh, it's clearly the softball team, right? Clearly, no question. What are we even talking about? No question. Yeah, three P, uh, longest winning streak in the history of the game. All of the statistics, all of those metrics, but LSU's going to win it because of Angel Clark. Yeah, yeah. I thought the exact same thing, man. I thought um, it's going to be going to be between OU softball and LSU women's hoops, and with all of the um, attention that LSU got in the Final Four and after, I, I think they're probably going to get the vote as well. Yeah, that's not who I which, would vote for clearly, but which is interesting. You know, there was a lot of controversy around LSU and OU. You know, it's not like OU just was. Uh, championed by everyone out there they caught a lot of arrows themselves with the way that they celebrate and the way they go about their business and everything but i just have a feeling that liberally spn doesn't want to give it to patty gasso that's what you want to say well no i i mean i just it just feels that way Right, I without even looking, you don't even have to really look into it. You can dig up whatever reason you want. 
it just feels like that's where it's going to go, and I don't even know who votes on it. I have no idea who votes on it either. Um, but if ESPN employees vote on it, yeah, I think it'll be LSU women's hoops, most likely. That is weird. It's, a, it's an award ceremony that we air live every single year, and does anyone really know who votes on it? Maybe some do, and I just haven't paid attention because I really don't normally care about the ESPYs. I only care if OU softball is up for something like this. But It's one of those odd. things where we know the um, – like, there's probably – it's probably picked online. There's like online voting or something, but we all know that that is not how it's decided, right? I, even if that's the facade that's thrown up there, we know that it's not decided that way. Drew says you mean Angel Reese. You said Clark. Yes, correct. Um, Arlington Renegades got snubbed. Says a texture in the seven oh eight. It's true. Fair point. Heck of a run, you know. The first ever XFL championship. Six and six on the season, but got hot when it mattered most. A 704, not the Golden Knights after that finals domination? No. Well, OU softball had finals domination as well. I'm not telling you that they're not that they're not worthy. I'm just telling you they're not going to win it. I mean, uh, you can vote for them if you'd like. It's just text it's, line saying it's a fan vote, by the way. So let's go, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a fan vote, and we all know. With 100% certainty that the fan vote would not give LSU the number one team of the year. But that's who's going to win it. 580, I would vote for the LSU Jello Shot team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they ain't done yet. Who, know, who knows how much longer they're going to be uh, doing Jello Shots, especially if they win tonight. Uh, 214, Oklahoma softball talks about faith. LSU basketball is thug life. Our country doesn't want to hear about faith. Hmm? LSU will get the yeah, virtue yeah. signaling vote from the 405. K-Dub in the 918. My vote would also go to the LSU women's basketball team. Why anyone would want to go play for that insane head case crazy woman coaching them fascinates me, so that also alone gets my vote. Well, the only reason would be to win championships – and who's the girl from Louisville, the really good player that transferred there? Like they're going to be yeah. even better next year. So, well, maybe maybe OU softball fans will uh, show out on social media if it's true. If it's a fan vote, if it's a, if it's a fan vote, then o, OU softball got a real chance here. But let's not be yeah. lame and just be like the Kansas City Chiefs. Like let's do. OU softball would be unique. It would be a fun story. Like, as much as I don't care about the ESPYs, OU softball winning it, and, and they're deserving of winning this, would be actually something really cool to come out of that award ceremony, other than Kevin Durant jokes that, that they make. Who was more dominant, OU softball or Georgia football? Jeez. Uh, well, I'll say OU softball because of something we just talked about last segment. Now, it ended up being the worst field goal attempt in the history of football, but Georgia did have to dodge a late field goal to beat Ohio State in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say I would say OU. Yeah. We had to dodge a Clemson bullet. That's true, but you know what? Um, we did, they didn't win on a terrible attempt by a field goal kicker. Kinsey Hansen just made it happen. That's true. Fair point. Yeah. Um, I, I think OU 
has a very, very strong claim. I just, judging by what nationally it kind of felt like, a lot of people were saying, I don't know how many votes they're going to get. So let me ask you this, <laughs> because I've read some texts the past you know, few days when we've brought up Jordy Ball. Yeah. If Jordy Ball is at the podium with the rest of the team, because she's up for an SB herself. She is up for best college athlete, I believe. Um, will OU fans get mad if she's with her team accepting that award for best team? No, I would. I, I would. I would sure hope not. It seems like it'd be a, a stretch. I mean, she she was a part of the team. I mean, she was like the catalyst down the stretch. She's earned it with them. She deserves to be able to celebrate it. Um, yeah, I, I got no problem with that. I, I mean, I, I, I know you would have are, no problem with it. I'm just wondering how everyone else is going to feel about it. I think it'll be maybe like a 95-5 breakdown on people that are fine with it, happy with it, uh, fully supportive, and people that are angry. Uh, good point from the 405, by the way. The one loss that OU had, um, well, they avenged that with a three-game sweep in Waco, what, about a month or month and a half after that, that first loss. Yeah. So that looks and, pretty good. And Georgia football, they're, they're on what um, – They've won two championships. They were 15-0 last year. Did they have a loss the year before? I think yeah. they did, right? Yeah, they lost to Alabama in the SEC oh, yeah, championship yeah, yeah, yeah. game. That's they right. got beat up in that game. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think uh, my vote would be for OU. Bias in there, obviously, but I think LSU wins it. All right. Let me, let me read a few. More? Yeah, this, uh, Mike Howard says, I hope she is with the team. 405, we don't win that natty without her pitching, no question. Mm-hmm. 580, OU women's softball team, hands down, was more dominant than Georgia just simply because the amount of games they played and the strength of schedule. Strength of, uh, ske- uh, strength of schedule key, and they rolled through Oklahoma City with no loss, which yeah. is impressive, man, impressive. Yep, nope, I agree. All right, quick timeout, more from the rush coming up, hanging out at the Compliance Solutions championship out here at jimmy austin corn ferry tour is in town compliance solutions championship.com for ticket information going to be out here all weekend obviously the last day of the tournament is sunday just a beautiful scene the course is awesome i'm up here at the clubhouse and you've got just the best view you could ever imagine 19 green 18 green um you've got the tee box for for number 10 you can see them coming in hitting their second shot the or i guess either their second or third shot into 18, the the final hole, the par five, just awesome stuff out here. If you want to come check them out, like I said, ComplianceSolutionsChampionship.com for ticket information. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. For more information. It is the rush on the ref, and hey, the ref is on social media. Follow us on Twitter if you're not already at KREF Sports. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Here's a list on 24/7 Sports: the eight best teams since 2010 that didn't win a national championship. Eight best teams since 2010 
that didn't win a national championship in college football. There is one OU team on that list. Uh, would you like to take a guess as to uh, what that squad is? Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's the 2017 uh, football team. Yeah, yeah, pretty obvious. Number eight was Oregon in 2012. They won the Fiesta Bowl that year. I believe they beat Kansas State that season. Uh, number seven is 2011 Oklahoma State. We remember that whole uh, yeah, saga, yeah. not getting in the championship game. And then at number six, OU 2017. Why they were elites. Another powerful team during college football's wild 2017 season was Oklahoma, led by Baker Mayfield. And, yeah, they just go down as to uh, – all the thrilling wins, Ohio State, TCU twice, Bedlam and Stillwater. Lincoln Riley's first season in Norman was special. We know how it ended, but sixth best team since 2010 to not win a title was 2017 OU. Huh. Who was number one? Did you already say that? No, I just did um, number eight and number seven. So yeah. number three was that Georgia team in 2017 that OU lost to in the Rose Bowl. Um, number one was LSU in 2011. That was undefeated all the way through the year. Won at Alabama nine to six, and then got shut out by Alabama in uh, the Superdome for the national championship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, Their offense yeah. really it was not great, or at least at quarterback. That, that Oklahoma State team was really, really good. Ah, oh, man, I just. It's really hard for me to envision, and it would have, and you know, I, I would have said this before 2011 too. But it's hard for me to envision Oklahoma State having another team that's that good. Yeah, and, and not. I, I think it's somehow more than that. Not just so good, and this goes with them being good, but just the turnover numbers. What they were that year. Now they they made that happen. I understand that, but. It definitely felt like the ball bounced their way a lot defensively that year. They came up with a ton of turnovers. I don't remember the exact the, number, but there was a yeah. ton. Ton of turnovers. Um, their offense was just loaded. So good. Who – obviously, Whedon was quarterback. Do you remember – who was the running back on that Joseph team? Randall, the uh, the underwear thief, yeah. who got caught okay. in the, while he was in the NFL with the Cowboys stealing underwear. But, yeah, they had – Joseph Randall, Brandon Whedon, and of course Justin Blackman, two-time Blitnikoff yeah. winner. Not bad. Yeah, they were really, really good. Uh, they gave it to us pretty good up there in Stillwater late in the year. What was the what was the final of that game? They blew 44 us out. Forty-four to they? ten, something like that. Oh man, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. Jeez. Uh, twenty seventeen OU, the the best team that uh, that, that didn't win a title since twenty ten. I'm definitely okay with that. I'm thinking a best team all time at OU that didn't win it, and I'm thinking like 71. 71, 78. One of those two teams. Probably 71 for me. Well, they were undefeated in 73, weren't they? 10 0 1. Tied USC, I think, um, in like the opening game of the season. USC, I think, was the number one team in the country. I can't remember if that's who ended up winning it, but. Or maybe even the team that won it had a loss in there or something. I remember I was looking it up because they tied um, at number one USC seven to seven in week two. Yeah, I was looking it up because because the Dewey Selman deal. I was looking up when I was looking at his like career, and 
I was like, hang on a second. They were undefeated that year, and I think I looked up whoever won it, and they had a loss. But I don't know. Things were different. So I, you may even throw the 73 team in But there. we've – yeah, yeah. I mean, they're in the discussion. But we've, uh, <laughs> we've, we've taken a deep dive on that 71 team, and the numbers are just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like what Greg Pruitt had, I think, nine yards of carry that season. Yeah. I mean, nine yards of carry now is unbelievable, but nine yards of carry in 1971 with the way the game was played, are you kidding me? I I can't even remember who all was on that team. Mildred was the the quarterback, and he had – his rushing stats were were incredible. Um, Yeah, because we we picked them as the best offense in OU history, didn't we? I think so. You had Jack Mildred, you had Greg Pruitt, you had Leon Crosswhite was on that team. Um, the names defensively were just ridiculous. Like it was, it was one of those all-name teams. And of course, they they lost to Nebraska in '71, but they were at least the second-best team that year. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I don't know that LSU pick is the number one team to not win a championship. Real flawed at quarterback that that season. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I'm not saying they weren't really good. They were really good, but. I don't know. They lost. They got shut out in the national championship game. And I know that may have been Saban's best defense ever in 20, what was that, 2011? But yeah. still, like that, that LSU offense didn't even cross the 50 in the national championship game. Which, and again, that, that, de- was a great, a Bama, that was a great Saban defense, but you got to cross the 50. Jeez. And they beat Alabama the first time, or did Bama yeah. beat them twice? No, they won yeah. in Tuscaloosa in that 9-6 game that everyone complained about forever. Yeah. Scored a grand total of nine points in two games against Alabama. So five eight zero, the eighty six and eighty seven teams are really good as well. Correct. Um, yeah. Nine one eight. If we had Bob Stoops in twenty seventeen, we would have won the championship hands down, guaranteed. You know that's There's, been my big take. Yeah. I've had that take that they win that Rose Bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we don't run a jet sweep here. Uh, maybe we don't run a speed option to the near side with our backup quarterback. Maybe we don't do that. That's where I think yeah, Bob Stoops I, really has an impact. I I do too. Think some of that could have could have definitely changed. Um, we'll never know. We will never know. But it's fun to say it, right? We just go ahead and say it. No big deal. Yeah. Fifty four OU beat the national champion in the bowl game. Nine four nine Leroy didn't get to play in the nineteen seventy three USC game due to a heart condition. Well, that might have changed things. What were we looking at the other day? Or maybe this was was this last week, but someone is claiming a championship from a year whenever I think OU was undefeated and we may have even beat them, the team that is claiming the championship. Is it going to be the fifth team to claim the 1950 national championship along with OU, Kentucky, and Tennessee? Is that the, is that the year? Fu- I don't know. I need to find it. I feel like someone either tweeted it to me or texted it to me that one of these teams was claiming a championship for one of these years when when OU was was undefeated or something. It was it was funny. I'll have to I'll have to track that down. But you're right. The so. more that I think about 2011 LSU, as great as they were defensively, like there's too big of a hole at quarterback for me to say that that's the team. Yeah, I agree. All right, got to hit a quick timeout here. We'll come back, wrap up our number one, hanging out at the Compliance Solutions Championship up at Jimmy Austin. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans.
implements with your Kubota. Come check out our package prices for great deals at Great Plains Kubota. When you want more than just a Kubota, you need the brand that serves Great Plains Kubota. Visit gpkubota.com for the location nearest you. It is the Rush on the Ref. Special guest this segment, Tyler Woodward of Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club in Norman. He's out there with Teddy. And uh, I've issued a challenge to Teddy today, which he has probably already failed. Uh, Teddy, I'm challenging you to not spend $100 at the uh, pro shop there at Jimmy Austin. Uh. There's no way that you're going to be able to not do that. But mm. challenge uh, dealt out. Good luck, dude. I wish you would have told me that before I got here, you know. Um well, anyways, maybe I'll make it the rest of the way. Tyler Woodward hanging out with us, man. Course looks amazing. You got all the great setup out here. You got the setup around 18. How's it been gearing up for this thing, man? Man, it's been great. Thanks, you guys, so much for being out here covering it. Um, you know, this is this is something, as we've talked before, this is 10 years in the making, the conversation with the PJ Tour. Um, you know, hey, we're, we want to do this. Uh, let's get this done. And, and, you know, standing on the tee this morning, uh, first ball in the air at 6:45 was pretty special. Um, to you know, if everything come to fruition and, and see professional golf full time in Oklahoma. Um, yeah, lead up, lead up has been great. Uh, I, I say it every time, but I can't say it enough. Cody Elwood and his staff, my superintendent and his staff, did such a marvelous job in tough conditions with the winter kill that a lot of people dealt with. Uh, tough winter. Um, but the a couple of course, nervous hailstorms coming through. Oh, too. <laughs> well, Ted, Ted, you know, I appreciate your, I, I, I came up here, uh, at two fifty five the other morning and I, uh, just drove the golf course and we had, we had some signs blow down and, and, you know, some, some porta potties kind of blow over and whatever else, you know, that spread it out all over the golf course, but overall we were good. But Ted shot me a text early in the morning. He's like, please tell me you're okay. I, I'm not worried about my house. I'm worried about the Jimmy. And we did. We knock on wood. We dodged it. Uh, had so, and, and forecast looks pretty darn good for the week. Hot, humid, uh, but they're going to get some Oklahoma wins. So uh, shooting some good scores today was, you know, a little more gettable as the wind stayed down, but uh, look for look for the rough and the wind to change that a little bit, you know, yeah. come Saturday, Sunday. And for people that were wanting to come out, which go to compliancesolutionschampionship.com for ticket information, there's eight OU guys out here. It's incredible. Uh, you know, we're we're pushing it out uh, on all of our socials. I mean, welcome home, boys. Like professional golf. This and and that is that's that's one of the biggest reasons why. You know, there's a lot of reasons why we wanted to do this, but uh, for the opportunity, eight eight OU guys. Um, 15 total guys that have Oklahoma ties. Um, and, you know, our, our hope and our goal is whoever the champion is come Sunday, uh, we'll be excited for. But if it's an Okie, that's even better. Well, I'll tell you, from someone who's played this course for a long time, the, uh, the decision was made. We're going we're gonna to pour some resources in. The blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into this thing, you know, kind of fully reshaped it several years back to get to this type of level. I mean, this is what you did it for, so it's it's paid off. This is just uh, this is just amazing out here, man. Absolutely, I appreciate it, and it, and it is. There's there's a lot of people um, that have been involved, and a lot of people to thank, and and those guys know who they are, and and it, it is. It's special. It's special because this is what the University of Oklahoma does. Uh, we do things a certain way, and, and that's that's the best way. So, you got a favorite to win it? Man, it's it's been tough. There, you know, we 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 had two two course records today, um, so. Uh, those guys are obviously towards the top. Uh, two course records. Yeah, two sixty fours today. Wow! Um, so pretty, pretty impressive out there. Both, both from the morning wave. Uh, the wind was a little, little light. Yeah. Uh, and they, and they got the got got the putts rolling in early. Um, 
But, yeah, we'll look, look for a great champion. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully it'll be one of our Sooners or one of our Okies. Uh, we'll, we'll do a bunch of stuff on our social media. Follow us at the OU Golf Club, giving away some tickets every day. Uh, and, and, yeah, come out and support it. Uh, come out and shop in the, in, in the golf shop. Going to be seeing you. Yep, going to be great. We'll be back with our number two next. Stay You're good. listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level.